Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. This morning we are on part five of our series on prayer. Today we're going to look at prayer, uh, we're going to look at faith, obedience, and prayer. If you are familiar with the Bible, then you will know that faith and prayer go together. All over the New Testament, you will see verses like this in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, that says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive it, and it will be yours. Um, When you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it, and it will be yours. Prayer and belief, prayer and faith are are woven tightly together in Scripture. Um, And this is where our problem with faith and prayer start to arise. Do I have enough faith? Do you have enough faith for God to answer my prayer? What would that kind of faith look like? How do I get that kind of faith? See, if you are like me, you believe, you have the faith, and you believe that God can answer your prayer. But the question is, will God answer your prayer? Um, And if I'm not sure that God will answer my prayer, then how do I pray in faith, believing that I receive it, How do I have that kind of faith if I'm not sure if God is going to give it to me? First, uh, let me acknowledge that believing that God can is a great start. It is where all prayer starts, and it is the beginning of faith. And don't downplay that kind of faith. But believing that God can answer prayer is not the kind of faith that we see in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. The kind of faith that that Mark uh, is talking about is the kind of faith that that not only believes that God can, but that God will answer prayer. I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with that kind of faith. But that's the kind of faith that I want to struggle with you towards. How do we move there? When we think about praying in faith, I'm... It may be helpful to start off by looking at what faith is not. Um, I think there's a lot of confusion in the followers of Jesus uh, to pray in ways that are unhelpful. First of all, um, faith is is not the exercise of faith um, just by using a formula. Ending our prayers saying, "I, I pray this in Jesus' name, is not a guarantee that it's going to happen. There is absolutely nothing wrong with ending your prayer in Jesus' name. When we, when we pray in Jesus' name, we're, we're saying that we believe that Jesus would sign his name to this prayer request. That's a good step. It's a wonderful step. But prayers, praying in formulas, that's not faith. Faith is not about claiming a Bible verse. Um... Some people get angry because they've claimed a verse and prayed, and yet yet God didn't seem to respond to their prayer. Some people make the mistake of claiming verses that were specific uh, to Bible 
factors, but they didn't have universal application. Some make the mistake of claiming Bible verses that are written as principles, not promises. Some people make the mistake of claiming verses that have conditions attached to it so that, so that when we take note of the conditions, we like the, the, the promise but not the condition. So like John 15, 7 says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. We like the promise, but the conditions are something that we tend to ignore. Remaining in him, his word dwelling richly in us. Now, there are scriptures that we can claim. The ones that are universal. To as many as received him, John 1 says. To as many as received him, he gave the power to become children of God. That's a promise you can claim. It's scripture, you can claim it. It's universal. Talking to you, the people of God, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That's a universal uh, promise, and you can claim that straight from Scripture. There's no caveats there, other than confession of sin. We're not going to have a dialogue today. So, um, Third fall notion of, 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 uh, of faith is this. Faith is simply speaking positive words. Um, God promised it that uh, the word would not return void, and he is, uh, and his word doesn't return void. But he hasn't promised that about our words. And when we take our words and try to make it his words, often by speaking positively, that uh, doesn't work. Um, faith is not about getting what you want. Faith is about getting what God wants done through you. Oftentimes, faith is about uh, giving rather than getting. Like, like uh, we talked about last week, uh, too often we ask with the uh, wrong motives. Faith is not about having faith in faith. See, when you're learning to trust God, one of the pitfalls is to have faith in our faith. We're questioning ourselves as to, to whether we have enough faith. Um, then we get to the point where, well, I think I have enough faith. And then what we do is we kind of put our faith in our faith. God is the object of our faith, not faith itself. Don't get caught up in the hamster wheel of whether you have enough faith or not. Here's what true faith is. Hebrews chapter 1, you heard it read. From, uh, it says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The NIV says, Faith is the confidence in what we hope, for the assurance about what we do not see. Faith means that, that we hope for something and have the assurance that something will happen even though we cannot see it. It is the confidence that in what we hope for, the assurance that what we hope for is going to come to pass. You can see, if you look at these verses, that this is different than believing that God can do it. This is believing that God will do it. Second part of it says, we can't see what we hope for. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, 24, 
but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they see already? Hope is something that you can't see. It hasn't happened already. You do not have to hope for what you already have. We hope for what we do not see. And because we cannot see it, we must rely on someone who can see all things. We must rely on someone who is reliable for the events to come to pass. If someone is trustworthy and makes you a promise, you won't see the fulfillment of that promise until it comes to pass. You don't see it until you do. You have to rely on what is unseen, the promise, until you see it. Faith in God is like that. God is trustworthy. His word is dependable. But here's what you need to know about the word of God. There are two different Greek words that describe the word of God. The first is logos. That's used to describe not only Jesus, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, that's, that's in the beginning was the word, the logos. But also when, when the Bible describes general revelation, what God has revealed for all time to all people, it's logos. It's that general revelation, the universal word, and it applies to everyone. It applies to all people at all times. That's the scripture as revealed in Jesus himself. The word became flesh, and it is for everyone. There's a second Greek word that's translated word. That word is rima. This word refers to a specific person or group or people at a specific time, and it's spoken by Christ. Uh, so, you may be familiar with the armor of God. You know, put on the breastplate of righteousness, and the helmet of salvation, and the belt of truth, and the, uh, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith. The only offensive weapon, uh, weapon given there is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The word there is translated, or is rima, for a particular time and a particular place. If you are going through spiritual warfare and temptation, you're fighting lust or envy or greed, my advice to you is not to read the genealogy of Jesus, right? It doesn't apply to that specific, gener uh, that specific uh, incident. When you have the sword of the Spirit... When Jesus was tempted, he used the word of God, but it was the word that was directed specifically at the particular temptation. Another example of the Rhema word of God is the churches in Revelation. There's the seven churches there. Jesus spoke specifically to what was going on in those seven churches. To have a word from God that speaks into a specific situation, you have to hear from God. The specific word might come to you through a scripture where you're reading a scripture and it just pops out to you and it was written for somebody else, but you know the Spirit of God has just borne witness in your spirit that this promise is for you as well. It might come through listening prayer where you've learned to hear the voice of God and you have a sense, yeah, this is what I want to do. But you know that... Um, 
you know, however God has spoken, you know that you know that God has spoken to you about this prayer request. Here's how that works in practicality. If you have something happen that needs prayer, you pray. If you come to me and ask me for prayer to pray with you, I am going to pray for that miracle in your life. I am going to pray for your prayer request. And that is good, and that is right. That is what we call presenting our requests to God. Right? The Bible tells us to do that. It's good. It's right. It's prayer. It's good prayer. And sometimes that's the only prayer that we can pray. But it's not the prayer of faith. It's the kind of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. It's the kind of prayer when, when we believe that God can do it. But we're not sure that God will do it. Am I confident of the things hoped for? Am I confident about that healing or provision? No. But I know that I can trust that God will be with me all the way through the trial, the suffering, the temptation. I know that I can trust God for both this life and for the next. I know that we can trust God. And I'm sure that, but am I sure I'm going to get what I asked for? No. So I put my faith in a God who is good. And I pray, and I pray, and I pray, and that's good. There have been times when people have asked me to pray for them, and I'm asking in prayer, and something just wells up within me that says that not only God can do this, but I believe that God is going to do this. And when that happens, a prayer of faith happens, but I've experienced that as the exception rather than the rule. How about you? So how are we supposed to pray in faith? How, how can we pray believing that not only God can do it, but that God will do it? Well, here's how the prayer of faith needs to happen. We take time not only praying for what our prayer request is, but we spend time asking God what he wants to do in the situation. And then we listen. And we pray and we listen. And we look to hear from God. He may speak through a scripture, a promise. He may speak uh, through a still small voice in, in your heart, but however he speaks to you, you know that you know that God has spoken. You have that Rima word from God. Now, it's a dangerous prayer to pray. God, how do you want me to pray about this? Because God may tell you specifically that he is not going to answer that prayer. I remember praying for someone who was young and had cancer, and God spoke to me about that person and said, I'm not going to heal him. And there were all kinds of prayer meetings happening and, uh, and things going on, and people were asking me to join in in prayer for his healing, and I couldn't, because I knew that God had spoken. So 
what happened to Paul, right? He went to the Lord in prayer and said, I've got this thorn in the flesh. I don't like it. Please take it away. What would God tell him? My grace is sufficient for you and the thorns remaining. Right? You ask God what he wants to do in your situation, sometimes you're not going to get the answer you want. But it's still the right thing to pray. God, what do you want to do with this prayer request of mine? Whatever you need, you go to the Lord for a word from God. God, are you going to perform a miracle here? You need a ream of word about your situation. And what you, when you get a word from God, that changes everything. When you get a word from God, you'll know that it's his will and that it should happen. I'm not saying that it would happen, that it should happen. Um, hearing a word from Christ opens up the potential for faith to be activated. Now let me say this to you. I'm talking about hearing God, and some of you are saying, I'm not sure that I know how to do that. Um, in the coming months, there will be abide studies, there will be hearing God seminars. We'll, we'll help you out with that. It's, a, it's, a, it's something that disciples need to learn how to do along the way. And it's not always straightforward. God speaks to us in different ways. And learning God's, uh, how God speaks is a good thing. After you hear from God, that's when you start to pray in faith. When you hear from God, that's when your real praying starts. Ah, oh, it's not quite right. The, the, you're, you're really praying before that. But the prayer of faith starts where you not only believe that God can, but you believe that God will. Now, when you get a word from God, God actually expects you to respond to that word. Sometimes you have to speak that word out. Mark chapter 11, Jesus cursed the uh, fig tree that he was walking by. The next day, they all walked by the same fig tree and the disciples pointed out, look, the fig tree, you cursed, it's withered. And here's what Jesus says in Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes uh, that what they say will happen, it'll be done for them. It'll be done for them. Do you catch that? If you say to that mountain, of course the mountain is a metaphor for the obstacles that are in your life. But once you have a word from God, then sometimes you have to speak out, saying, believing, what you believe that God's going to do. This is not no longer your word, but you believe that God's testified to your heart. Usually when we're praying in faith, and you have to, you've received a, a, a word from God, you often have to do something with that word, too. And sometimes acting in faith is difficult because, well, you don't see it, right? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and you're acting as if God is going to do it because you believe that he is. 
And that's an action of faith. And that goes along with the prayer of faith. You may remember in 1 Kings chapter 17, the prophet Elijah was sitting by a brook. There had been three years of drought, almost. And uh, the brook dried up. So God directed him to a widow in Zarephath. And when Elijah found this, this widow, she had just enough food for herself and her son, and then she was going to starve to death. And Elijah said, I, if you feed me first, you'll have enough. Man of God given a word from God. I think she knew it was from God. And so she prepared a meal for Elijah. Then Elijah says, okay, how many empty jars do you have? Go get them. Go ask your neighbors for empty jars. Collect as many empty jars as you can. And she had this little bottle of oil. And she started to fill up those empty jars. And that, continued, that oil continued to pour out until her jars were full and her neighbor's jars were full and until she ran out of empty jars and she was able to be fed. An action of faith. And when God gives you a rhema word, you speak in faith, you act in faith, and you pray. And you continue to pray. And you continue to pray. First King chapter 18, um, Elijah was there, and God promises in verse 1, okay, I'm going to send rain. So God, uh, Elijah has a word from God. He's going to send rain. So a bunch of stuff happens, and then Elijah starts to pray. And he prays, looks up in the sky, sends a servant around the, the corner. Do you see anything in the sky? No. Nope. Prays once. Prays twice. Do you see anything? No. Nope. Three, four. He's praying. God's promised. He's praying. He's got a word from God. He's praying five, six, seven times, and there's this little cloud that forms, and he runs for it because he knows the answer is coming, and it is coming quick. Here's what James says. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. Interesting. So this wasn't a special dispensation for a prophet. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And then he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. James' point was that Elijah was just like you and me. He was a human, just like you, and he prayed, and stuff happened. So much I could say about prayer, but here is what I'm convinced of. If Asbury is going to step into the future well, then we need to become people of prayer. Not only believing that God can answer, but that God will answer. Can you imagine a church full of people who are praying for Perth and Lanark, and then they start to hear about the miracles that God wants to do, and they start speaking and obeying God in regards to those prayers, and we pray and we pray until we see God come through? That's the kind of thing that changes churches, that changes communities and counties. 
This is the kind of thing that when following generations look back on this time, they'll say, look what God's done. As I look at our church, I, I see where we have faith that God can. But we need to grow in prayer and faith that God will. We need to grow in terms of hearing and listening and responding in faith and responding in what we say. I'm still learning and growing in this. So if you feel far behind in that, that's okay. Would you grow along with me? Would you come along and see what God wants to do? God has been there in our past, but he's also our hope for the present. It's not our great people, although there's a lot of great people in this church. It's not about being a great pastor. I hope to be a good pastor. It's not about having great systems or a good public image. When it comes right down to it, transformation will happen in our church and in our community when God moves. And we need to pray that way. Father, grow our faith. Help our faith to grow strong and deep and well. Lord, thank you so much for your word and how it instructs us. Lord, a lot of us are just learning to hear from you. Help us to learn to hear well. Lord, I pray that you will protect us from the evil one who would want to disrupt and distort what you will have to say. But I'm asking that faith would arise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.